what we do here is go back, 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 back. Does anyone tell Gruden, like, hey, it's not all about you and the offense, brother. <laughs> Share some of the love. He's a draft pick hog. Welcome back to another edition of the Raider Take Podcast. I am Mike McDonald. Joining me in replacement of Andy McDonald is the man, the myth, the legend, Dan Meldrum. We are here for a instant reaction of the first round of the NFL draft. Uh, before you get into how you felt, Dan, how are you doing in general? I am getting older by the day. My body is uh, failing me as I now get hurt without even trying so <laughs> yeah that's never fun when the simplest things mess you up well we can just kind of jump right into it so recap for everyone as i'm sure you all are aware raiders had the 17th pick of the nfl draft they went with offensive tackle alex leatherwood out of alabama not really expecting it not really expecting it at all i don't know how many people were actually expecting it what was your first initial thought of that? Well, I heard it on the radio as I was uh, driving, and it was a pause, and I said, huh. <laughs> I've been through a lot of Raider draft picks, and I've had that same reaction quite a bit. Yeah. Um, but being the uh, old sage wise man that I am I mean I see things like Colton Miller pick like huh that guy yeah but here he is and he's a starter for us you know four years later and um I think with uh social media a lot of people get to chime in so too much a little bit and I I trust our scouts what I never hear about is if the Raiders take a tackle, which one fits their system the best? Nobody really breaks it down that way. They're just saying this guy is better than that guy. But, you know, they're always going to pick what fits their scheme the best. You should have known just like when you heard that he was the team captain and a four-year starter, like, oh, yeah, that's what they do. So, I don't know. That was initially just like, hmm. But the more I look at him, I'm like, cool. He's an instant starter. And I was looking at our last few drafts and they're all starters, you know, through the first round. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be okay. Just not flashy. We got yeah. a, uh, we got like a Ford Dually F-350 <laughs> instead of a Lamborghini. You know? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, uh, it was rough. I couldn't be completely honest. It was rough for me when that happened. Cause I was like, what the hell did we just do? Um, I, I will say throughout the, and I, I 100% get caught up in, you know, all the different mock drafts, all the, you know, people's updated big boards and looking into film, watching stuff and kind of, you know, trying to evaluate people in general, even though, you know, I'm not someone who should be evaluating anybody, but looking at stuff, um, you know, he was essentially one of the top two, top three tackles coming into this last college football season and I feel like 
the emergence of other people kind of kind of shifted him down, um, you know, certain people's boards, how certain people viewed him. Um, like you said, we're not scouts. We're not within the organizations. We don't evaluate as intensely as they do um, or dive, you know, have the opportunity to dive into different things. But by all accounts, this guy was considered potential round one talent uh, going into the uh, college football season last year, as far as, you know, projections into this round. So I do like, I don't know. I may, I won't, I, I'm fine with the pick kind of same thing where you're at. I mean, I had to, I, I had some time for it to settle in. So I was like, all right, well, I guess I kind of get it. Um, you know, it's, it's very, you look at the player four year starter at Alabama, Alabama offensive line. It's always pretty good pretty good uh, place to bet on but it's just one of those things where you you know doing a lot of seeing a lot of mock drafts seeing a lot of stuff seeing a lot of things saying like you know he's potentially going to be there in the second round round 48 and then you go and take him at 17 and you're just like you know what I mean but it's at the same time it's like what is what does anybody really know but you don't know that look at all the people that are left and yeah exactly so getting on to that point oh and then uh something that just just came out Shout out to Andy. He's not here right now. He's feeling a little under the weather. So that is, um, you know, something that is unfortunate, but he is still feeding us some information as we speak. He said that uh, Mayock came out saying that he's going to be our our day one right tackle. So if they got enough uh, faith in him, then who are we to say different? We've just filled our right tackle, which means Denzel Good can play guard. You got Incognito's guard. And uh, John Simpson is a guard. I assume Cognito will uh, get hurt as quickly as he can. <laughs> yeah. You got well, the, uh, the, the new guy from the Texans as a center, right? Uh, yeah, Nick Martin. Nick Martin, yeah. So, And then Miller at left tackle. I mean, so maybe we add one more for depth. We have a little bit of depth, but the line's fixed. Yeah. After getting rid of three starters. Yeah. I feel like the um, it's a weird thing about it, but it's almost like we we created this, we created offensive needs for ourselves almost. And, you know, the whole Trent Brown thing is a whole different animal of, you know, people actually wanting to be there and whatnot. But it's like going into last season, our offensive line was probably the strongest unit we had. And granted, we had a lot of moving parts happen, but it's like we kind of created that problem for ourselves, getting rid of so many people. Um, and then here we are taking offensive line in the first when our defense needs so many so much work but i don't know just thinking out loud currently does anyone tell gruden like hey it's not all about you and the offense brother <laughs> share some of the love he's a draft pick hog yes very much so uh that, but that does lead into um you know where we where we sit tomorrow so tomorrow is uh second round and the third round, we have picks number 48 in the second round and then 79 and 80 in the third round. You pointed out um, something interesting uh, in the amount of people that, you know, certain people that are still left on the board. You want to break that down a little bit on, you know, some of the players that made it through the first round and are, you know, still going to be out there, whether they're sitting there at 48. Looking at it doesn't look as grim as one might have thought passing up on defense. So, yeah. So, we see, we all know JOK is still there because we thought we were going to pick him early, but he's still there. You got the uh, safety morgue, as I say it, from TCU. And Trayvon Morgue. Yeah. Holland from Oregon. 
he was a safety that Andy was really liking. Mm-hmm. And you have that uh, Missouri linebacker Bolton. So there's there's four players right there that we could potentially target in the second round. Also, doing the draft calculator, we have enough capital with our second and one of our thirds to move up. We had enough to get up to 31 as far as the trade values go. So with that extra third, if we wanted to improve our second round pick to move up to get somebody that they highly tout, then we have, we have the capital to do it. Yeah, definitely. And that, when you sent that in the, uh, the group text, I was like, Oh man, you have to send me that website right now. Cause this is something mm-hmm. I need to tinker around with um, seeing what the, the capital, but I think Mayock really loves those mid round. He's been one that's always talked about that, you know, the, the heart of your team. And, and you know, if you can't, if you can't scout in the mid rounds, Right. I mean, the year we got Cleveland, everybody was really pissed off, but in the fourth round, they get the Condor. Yeah. So nobody was beating his drum. Yeah. You see, I mean, you look at like a lot of the, a lot of the core players in general on the team are, you know, people, mid round people with Renfro and him. And even, I mean, I just, I guess just their late, their late round evaluation. Was a third. Been, yeah. So, yeah, we, I mean, he's been able to find value. I think the, I think the knock, you know, and you hear just in the world, social media, the mainstream media in general is just like, they suck at drafting in the first round and they, you know, they reach for players or whatever, but I feel like it's more so one of those things that they kind of get on a guy and, you know, they get their guy that they kind of want and they evaluate, is he going to be there the next time we pick? And if the answer is no, then you kind of just go for the guy you want, but. I think everything's so overblown with the draft process of like the couch GMs, like mocking up stuff. And I'll, you know, firsthand say that, you know, I dove into so many different things that like when this happened, it's like, I was kind of pissed off at first. Cause it's like, he might be a second round person, but as we kind of talked about before, it's like, you don't know, you don't know how people evaluate, you know, him, how the team had him evaluated. You have no idea if, every other team in the league liked him as a top three tackle, you know what I mean? Or whatever, you know, it's a lot of stuff that we don't know. So I don't know. Tis what it is, I guess. Yeah. I mean, nobody likes the grade. And when you're a Raider fan, you get knocked on the first round, but okay. What's the grade on Colton Miller. Now we've had a few years starting left tackle, never misses a game does pretty well. Yeah. What's the grade on that pick? Yeah. Has progressed every year in the, yeah. let's revisit. Not not graded tonight. Yeah, let's 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 see what happened. Yeah, definitely. And that's you know it's they kind of always say you know you got to you know wait till year three to truly evaluate you know any draft pick that you have. But social media doesn't care about that stuff. Twitter don't care about that stuff. <laughs> social media and Twitter's full of people that don't know shit. So yes, agreed. I trust Mayock and his staff of scouts and the problem is that what we dealt with was like we kept changing head coaches and coordinators and we'd get a guy that fit del rio's system and then we're changing again and yeah or dennis allen and then del rio and now we're hurt with gruden which was cool that he got a 10-year deal it's like okay we should have some consistency but you know gunther's guys aren't gonna be the same as our new guy yeah gus bradley yeah, I guess Bradley, so. Yeah, and that is the tough part, that it's like there's so many, 
you know, when there's so many revolving doors at the coaches, it's like you're bringing in people for this one guy, but then what he's gone the next year because things didn't pan out year one or, you know, in year two, whatever it was. So once again, just at like a little bit of a middle ground, like the instant reaction was like, what the hell sitting back on it now? It's like, all right, I get it. But at the same time, like, what the hell? It's like, I'm at the end of the day. I do like it because it is a need. I, we should never have to draft another tackle for another 10 years, hopefully. But nonetheless, you know, the instant reaction wasn't quite uh, excitement. So I was thinking the year we got Jacobs, you know, and picked him up around 24, it was cool. You know, it wasn't, we weren't ecstatic about it, but look at him now. It's like, heck yeah, that's our guy. Yeah. And I guess, I mean, ironically enough, like he was the one person out of those three people that was like, all right, cool. Like, hopefully this pans out. Like, even like with Abram, I was like, all right, well, I don't, I don't really know too much about this dude. Like, hopefully it's good. And then like Farrell going so early, it was like, okay, well, that's another one of those things. He was projected to be like late twenties and they took him at number four, but I don't, I don't be here for hours and diving back into that. But we are getting quality players that aren't, having the off-field issues. I mean, it, we drafted Rolando McClain <laughs> like at number nine or I don't remember where, but it was somewhere around there. And it's like, yeah, well, you went for an athlete, but he had nothing but off, off-field problems. Yeah. So Mayock and Gruden, they're going for quality, quality folks that aren't going to cause problems and they're going to be big team people, you know? Yeah, definitely. Well, I really appreciate you hopping on with me. Um, throwing a little curveball there. Uh, was going to rock a solo pod, but lucky enough, you were willing to hop on. Really appreciate it. We got second and third round tomorrow, uh, four through seven on Saturday. Uh, next week, we will do a kind of a full breakdown of all seven rounds. You know, we'll be able to get Andy's processed thoughts on this pick uh, when that time comes around. But uh, Dan, appreciate you coming on. No problem. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Hope you guys liked it and uh, we will see you next week. Cue the music. <laughs>